Welcome to episode 150 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. Episode 150. That's a milestone. I did not realize we were there until I literally went to say those words. Here's what I think. I think this calls for a giveaway. I am going to give away a copy of my workshop, 75-Minute Meal Prep. In 75 minutes, we will make 15 meals together. That is one work week's worth of meals. Five breakfasts, five lunch, five dinners. Comes with shopping lists and all of the recipes. Then you just push play and you will cook right alongside of me. All right, let's give that away. Here's how you're gonna enter. You're gonna drop a review and a rating. Obviously, I'd be like it a five-star rating. And then leave me a little comment, a little review wherever you're listening to this episode. Now, for me to know who you are once you do that, take a screenshot of it and DM it to me on Instagram. Okay, Kim Schlag Fitness on Instagram. And that's how you'll be entered to win. By the time I release my next episode next week, I will pick the winner. Super excited about this. All right, let's get into the episode. This week, we're talking about home workouts. Can you get an effective workout in at home? If so, how do you do it? What are the pros? What are the cons? What are the limitations? What do you even need to build a good home gym? We're talking about it all. Let's go. Hello, hello. Excited to be here talking to you today as always. I have been sitting patiently waiting to record until my dogs bore themselves out. <laughs> they love each other. They are the best of friends. And sometimes they act just like my um, two younger children when they were younger, that they like bicker back and forth. Do you, do you ever think about dogs bickering? Maybe they're not. Maybe it's all just play, but it's like one is laying on the ground and the other jumps on it. And then that one's jumping on the other one. And then they're rolling around <laughs> and one's trying to get away from the other one. It's cute yet very, very, very loud. So I waited for them to calm down. And now they are both, they're both right behind me on the floor out cold. We'll see if, we'll see if it stays that way. If you all of a sudden hear strange sounds, it's my dogs. <laughs> I apologize. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about making home workouts work. Is that even possible? Can you get a good workout at home? The short story is yes, you can. The longer story is, well, it's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about that longer story. So as a coach, I, when I did one-on-one, I don't do one-on-one anymore. I just work with women in my Fitter After 40 and Aging Stronger Society group programs. But when I did one-on-one for people to work with me, they had two options. They could have either full gym access or they could have um, a list of, you know, I would give them a list of basic equipment that they needed to have availability to or acquire availability to before we started. And so I didn't work with people who are like, all I have are bands. I didn't work with people who that's all they had. Uh, that all changed for me in the spring of 2020 because gyms closed and even people who really, really wanted to try and get equipment, just couldn't do it. It sold out, and you all remember this, it sold out so fast. And what was left became incredibly pricey, incredibly pricey, and took a long time to even get to a person. And so people were left with very few options as far as equipment to use for training. And I had a full roster of clients. And I wasn't about to say like, well, 
it sucks, sucks to be you. I guess I'm not training you anymore. And so we all had to adjust. And so I started making workouts for people that used objects around the home. So we were doing things like filling backpacks with books and putting them on the front of their body to do like a goblet squat type thing. We were um, obviously utilizing body weight as much as possible. We were utilizing whatever uh, equipment they could scrounge up. So maybe somebody had some bands. We were having people do things like go and get bags of sand from like Home Depot and put them in duffel bags and make weights. It worked. And I will tell you, I had plenty of people who saw great progress. You know, weight loss is mostly nutrition anyway. So there was that. But even people who got stronger, who um, built muscle, the one thing that was common for both them and me were these workouts were not as enjoyable. They were fairly monotonous by month three of this. There's only so many variations you can do uh, with such minimal equipment. So the workouts were not as interesting, exciting, fun to progress. It was tricky to progress. A lot of body weight exercises are really more advanced exercises. And so we have to take that into consideration. So the, the discussion we're going to have today then, so let's start with what I just said, which is, is it possible to get a good home workout in? Yes. Does the amount of equipment you have matter for both your ability to be effective with your workouts and your ability to enjoy your workouts? Yes, it does. So let's start by talking about the pros and cons of working out at home. And then we're gonna talk about some limitations of working out at home. And then I'm gonna take you through gym setup for a home gym. Like how do you set up your own home gym? And we're gonna start with like base layer, like must-haves. And we're gonna go all the way up to like totally tricked out home gym. What would that look like? And everything in between those two. So let's start with the pros and cons. The pros to working out at home, number one, we all know it, it's convenient. You save time, you can do it when you're tight on time. There's no travel time to figure in. You can literally be like, I'm up and I'm in the gym or I just finished work work and now I'm in the gym. There's no getting in my car and sitting in traffic and getting to the gym. There's no waiting on others for equipment. Nobody's ever taking your equipment. It's just you and your stuff. So convenience is a big pro. Second pro, if you have kids at home, you're not having to find somewhere to put them. You're not having, I used to take my kids to like the YMCA uh, childcare. You're not going to have to find childcare for your kids. You can just work out at home. If you're sick, but you're not so sick that you don't want to work out, but you're too sick to like be out in public because you're just kind of gross, you can still train at home if you have a home gym. Third pro if you are not comfortable exercising in front of others, there's that privacy factor. You like being alone. And that might be from an, a comfort perspective as in like, I just only really like to be around other people when I'm working out, or it might just be from a personality perspective as in, I'm really an introvert and I don't want to be around all those people. That's how I feel. I don't really want to be around other people at the gym. I would much rather be on my own or with a friend or two in my own home gym. So there's that comfortability factor that can come in to play. You can be as loud as you want. You can wear what you want. You can dance between sets. And sure, could you do all of that in a gym? You could, but you know, I like walking around barefoot and some gyms don't let you do that. I do like singing and dancing and putting on friends really loudly while I'm <laughs> to watch while I'm working out. I, I wouldn't do that at the gym, obviously. So those are some of the pros to working out at home. Cons. 
Interestingly, some of the pros are also some of the cons. Your kids are there. <laughs> As you're working out, your children are there as are all of the household chores. So you might find yourself running up to change the laundry between sets or preheat the oven, answering the door. This can really break your concentration and make your workout longer. I train at home, I have a fully loaded home gym, and I have to work to block workout time out as workout time. If I don't, it is easy to get distracted in a way that just doesn't happen when you're at a gym. So there's really something to be said about that dedicated place for your dedicated workout away from the rest of your life and the rest of your responsibilities. Going along with that, the second con is that it's often easy to put off what is easily accessible, kind of like who are the people who are usually latest to the party? They're the ones who live right next door, right? <laughs> They're the ones who are going to be late because they don't need to plan in travel time. And so they don't. And it gets really easy to keep pushing off the start of your workout until you're so crunched for time that you're shorting yourself on your workout, which you're less likely to do if you know you have to put in that buffer of travel time to get to the gym. And then the last con of working out at home is that you don't or likely don't have all of the same equipment. It would be sweet to have a leg press in my home gym, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. All right. So let's talk about limitations that could be present in a home gym. Having enough weight to progressively overload, having proper equipment to train all parts of your body is going to be key to you seeing the results that you want. And if you need a little bit of a reminder about what progressive overload is, it is doing more work over time. Okay. So your body needs a stimulus to change. You give it that stimulus by increasing how much work it has to do. If you always lift the same weight for the same reps, your body no longer recognizes the stimulus, though it did at first, right? So at first, if you're not training at all, you could literally do anything, just body weight squats. That's going to be enough of a stimulus because you haven't been doing anything. But in very short order, order you're going to need to add some weight. Now, let's say you pick up 10 pounds and you now, instead of doing body weight squats, you're doing squats with 10 pounds. Let's say you're doing 10 reps. If you keep doing 10 reps with 10 pounds, very soon, your body is not going to recognize that as a stimulus. There's no reason for it to continue to adapt. And so it won't. And that adaptation is building muscle. That's what, if you want to look toned, building muscle is what we're looking for here. And your body won't do that unless you give it a reason to. So you have to continually up the stimulus. You can do this by adding weight, you can do this by adding reps. That only works to a certain point though, okay? You can't just add reps forever. So it's not like if the top weight you have is 10 pounds, you could be like, oh, instead of doing 10 to 12 reps, I'm gonna do 79 reps. It doesn't work that way. You can build muscle in all rep ranges. You can build it in the one to six, the six to eight, the eight to 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 15, 15 to 20. You can build muscle in all of those rep ranges. Even all the way up to 30 reps, you can build muscle. Past that, you can, the stimulus is not going to be enough to get the same results. So you can't just lift crazy high amounts of reps with light weight and get the same stimulus. Now, when I talk about, I'm going to be really clear. When I talk about lifting a certain number of reps, like let's, I'm going to just grab a number and this applies to any rep range that I would give you. Let's just say, when I say lifting 10 reps, 
I don't literally mean you just doing something 10 times. So if I said like do 10 squats, um, do a set of 10 squats for it to be a true set of 10, when you get to those last reps, it should feel really hard. Like so hard you couldn't do in more than like one or two more. If you could do more than one, two, definitely three more. If you could do more than that, you haven't really done a true 10 reps because you could just keep going on and on and on. So you need to give yourself enough um, weight as a stimulus for it to really be that, that, um, whoa, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you need to, you need to be able to get to the end of your set and have it be appropriately hard for it to give you the stimulus you need. It's not just like the paper said 10 reps. So I did it 10 times. Therefore I now have the appropriate stimulus. That's not how it works. Your body needs to sense that it is hard enough. So keep that in mind. And I know that's a real, that's real news to a lot of women that I work with. They're just like, oh, like, well, it said to do it 10 times or eight times or 12 times. So I did. And they're not paying attention to how much they are or are not challenging themselves with that weight. So really begin to pay attention to that. First, for every exercise you're going to do, you're going to want to get your form down. Once you're comfortable with that form, you want to pump that weight up until at the end of every set, it feels appropriately challenging, meaning you couldn't do more than one, two, possibly three more reps with very good form. If you could do more than that, you need to increase the weight. Okay, so that's a little refresher about progressive overload. This is key. And what this has to do with a home gym setup is a lot of people just don't have the equipment to give themselves that appropriate stimulus because they have just a couple of light dumbbells and some bands. So let's talk about what do you need in your home gym to give yourself that appropriate stimulus. Let's talk about number one, your must-have base layer. The must-have base layer is going to start with a full range of dumbbells. Yes, you're going to need those lighter weights, those threes, fives, eights. And if you're like, what would I even do with three pounds? Like I thought you said, don't, that's not going to necessarily be enough stimulus. There are certain exercises it will be doing rear, rear delt raises, doing lateral shoulder raises. You're likely gonna need something like a three pound, a five pound, eight pound, 10 pounds. You are gonna need those. And a lot of women do have those like five, eight, tens. You're also going to need more than 20 or 25 pounds. A lot of people, that's where they kind of top out. They might have a set of 20, maybe if they're lucky, a set of 25 pounders. Your lower body specifically, you are going to need very soon after you start training something heavier. So 30s, 35s, 40s, 45s, even 50s. And I know if you're listening, you're like, how am I going to get strong enough for that? I'm telling you, you are. Okay. So look for either adjustable dumbbells that go up to at least 50 pounds per dumbbell, not 50 pounds per set. Because if it's the whole set, that means that each dumbbell is only going to be max 25 pounds. And like I said, that's not going to be enough in a very short period of time. So either get adjustable dumbbells that go up to 50 pounds per each. So something like, um, like a power block or, and I do like those adjustable dumbbells for people, especially if you're worried about space, because you don't need a whole lot of space for adjustable dumbbells. Okay. That can be one really good option. Another option is getting a whole set of dumbbells and you don't have to buy these all together in a set. You can hit up places like yard sales, neighborhood Facebook groups, Facebook marketplace. I got almost my entire gym set up. If you ever watch, and I have plenty of videos out there showing my gym. 
I actually on YouTube have a whole video about my home gym and I show you all the equipment I have. More of it than not came secondhand. Some of it free from neighbors, some of it um, from secondhand stores, from uh, Craigslist. Does that even exist anymore? I don't even know if Craigslist is around anymore, but basically a Facebook marketplace kind of place. Okay, so use those resources and start building up the array of dumbbells that you have. Now, in the meantime, as you're doing that, and not even in the meantime, it can just work permanently, um, there is a tricky little tool that I really do like. There are magnets and clips that can attach to dumbbells that you already have that can extend that weight. So let's say you have a 15 pound dumbbell. You can get these magnets or like alligator type clips that come in one and a quarter or two and a half pounds to add to it. And now you have yourself a 17 and a half pound weight, right? So I use ones, they're called plate mates and they're magnets. I have never had them fall off. Uh, so it's not like if I'm lifting overhead and it has this magnet that I've ever once thought that it was gonna fall off on me. But I have since seen that they have these alligator clip type ones and I don't know the name of them. I've just seen them so that they're more secure and they clip around uh, like the, the, um, the post part of the dumbbell to add weight on. And so there's nowhere, no way they're going anywhere. But as I said, I've never even once thought that these magnets were going to fall off. So I have them in one, I have two one and a quarter pound ones and I have two two and a half pound ones and they can really help extend your weight set. So if you have 20s, you can put um, the two and a halfs on or to get up to 25s, that kind of thing. So I really do like those. Um, you can find those on Amazon. Okay, so that's it for our discussion of dumbbells. That's the first and most important item on your home gym base list, okay? Next up is a bench, preferably an adjustable bench. The reason being is there's just a much greater variety of exercises you will be able to access with an adjustable bench. So you can do incline chest presses and chest supported rows, chest supported lateral raises, all kinds of chest supported kinds of things. It just gives you a greater variety of exercises to be able to do. If space is an issue and you're like, shoot, I wasn't even gonna get a bench. I was just gonna use the floor and my ottoman. It's worth it to have a bench to do these other exercises. If space is an issue, they do make foldable ones. I have clients who bought and bought and <laughs> that's not a word. <laughs> I have clients who have bought foldable benches that they've stored in their closet or under their bed um, so that they can have an adjustable bench. So look into things like that. The adjustable benches are not that much more expensive than a flat bench. And it's for sure worth it. For sure, for sure worth it. Okay, next up on our must-have list is a chin-up bar and chin-up assist bands. Now, if you're like, Kim, I am nowhere near being able to do a chin-up. It's okay. Because to begin with, you don't have to use these for chin-ups. So eventually you can absolutely get there. Zero reason you can't but we will use those to train your back. So if you think about being at a gym and you think about a lat pull-down machine, or you think about like um, a cable machine that you can sit under and do like a single arm pull-down, you can use your chin-up bar with the chin-up assist bands to do those exercises. Um, we attach the band over it and you can use to pull down. You can also do tricep press downs with it. You can use that those same bands to do band assisted push-ups, which are really useful as you get better and better at push-ups, which again, you might be like, what are you talking about? I'm nowhere near being able to do a push-up, 
but they can help with those as well. So chin up bar, chin up assist band, chin up bars are really inexpensive. You can get the kind that go over your door and secure that way. Um, and then the chin up assist bands, um, I use one called Wad Fitters. I have a lot of the members of my group who use a brand called SunPow. Um, you can buy both of those on Amazon. The Wad Fitters are more expensive, which is how these ladies found the SunPow ones, and they all love them. So check those out. You want to get a full range of those. They come in a set where there's like a really thick one, and then like a medium thick one, and then um, a little less thick, and then a really thin one, all four of those. You get all four of them and you can use them separately. You can use them in combination. You can use the really light one to do things like band pull-aparts. Um, and then eventually you're gonna use them in combination together to be able to do assisted chin-ups. Okay, and then the last thing is a Swiss ball or stability ball, people call them. Those are those big round balls. These are particularly useful. You can use them for a couple of things. I do like, um, I do like doing... Uh, crunches over the Swiss ball. Um, I think they're great for that. But the main thing I like people to have those for is to be able to do hamstring curls. Uh, preferably, if you're, I mean, if you're at a gym, you can use the hamstring curl machines, but we don't have those at home. And so this is a great way to get some hamstring curl op, um, action going. So those, those are the five things that I would suggest you have in your home gym. Okay, that's the base layer. These are the things that I would require of my one-on-one -on -one clients to have. And these are the things that um, I suggest for everyone who's joining Fitter After 40. This is the list I give them. Okay, now let's add on to it to kind of like the next, the next level, the upgraded gym. What we would add on there would be a suspension trainer. So this is like a TRX. That's just a brand name. It doesn't have to be a TRX. There are other less expensive brands, but even a TRX is not in the grand scheme of things that expensive. So a suspension trainer, that's definitely a, a great upgrade. A kettlebell or two, a heavier one, um, and a couple of lighter ones would be fantastic. Uh, so, you know, you can do kettlebell swings with them. You can do overhead carries with the lighter ones or front rack carries. I really do like having a kettlebell or two. Um, a step. Now, I'm not saying I want you to get a step to do like step aerobics, but it's that kind of a step. I really like having a step like that. I think it's the perfect height for doing hip thrusts for a lot of people, unless you're tall. If you're tall, you can absolutely do it off your regular bench. For a lot of us, that's just not the right height for us. And so getting a step with the risers, I use a step with, I think it's four risers and it's the perfect height for me to do hip thrusts from. And also having that step to do step up variations, not with the goal of, like I said, getting your heart rate up, like doing step aerobics, but holding weight and stepping up and down off of the bench or even doing them to start with. Um, with no weight. If you do step ups really slowly and do them correctly with no weight, they're incredibly challenging. Okay. So a step. And then of course, continuing to add on through that range of dumbbells. So getting heavier dumbbells, that would be kind of the upgraded gym. And then finally, let's talk about our fully loaded tricked out home gym. Here, we would add on to the other two lists. So if you have those other things we talked about, getting a barbell, um, definitely a straight barbell. You could also add a trap bar. If you've seen one of those, it looks like a trapezoid and you stand inside of it. Um, this is a great um, piece of equipment to have. A lot of people really do like deadlifting with a trap bar versus a barbell, a straight bar. So definitely a straight bar, 
trap bar, maybe a curl bar, also an awesome uh, piece of equipment to have, and then plates to load up these bars. So a variety of plates. I do like to have a set of bumper plates. Bumper plates are the same diameter as a 45 pound plate, okay? Same diameter as that, but they weigh less. They can weigh all different things. So like I have a set of bumper plates, they're rubber. They weigh 10 pounds, but they are the same diameter as my 45 pound plates. This makes it perfect to be able to set up the barbell on the ground and have it be at the, the height that you want it to be to deadlift from the floor for people who cannot lift the bar and the 45 pound plates, which most people when they first start deadlifting cannot. You'll get there really fast, but you can at first. And so using bumper plates for that is a great option. Um, a squat rack, awesome addition. There are all different kinds you can get. There are ones that are safe, space saving. Um, you want to make sure you get a squat rack that has safety bars that come out that are long enough. I know some people who've gotten squat racks and they're like the squat stands and the safety bars are so close to the rack itself. Um, it bothers me. Like you're, you're all going to be cramped in there. So you want to make sure you have a nice uh, safety bar on your squat rack, squat rack. Um, you can get like a power cage or you could get the kind like Rogue has some like attached to your wall. There's all different variations. I got mine, like I said, I got mine on Craigslist. You can definitely find these things second hand. And then the last thing I would say, and this is the very last piece of equipment that I added to my gym. And I'll tell you the mistake I made so you don't make the same one. And that is getting a cable machine. I was super excited. I think I've had my cable machine uh, maybe three years now, three or four years, really excited to get it. I chose to save money in a way that I would not suggest you do. So I got the cable machine where you have to load it yourself. So I have to take the plates that I would put on my barbell and take it over and load up the machine. And that's not the reason I wouldn't suggest you get this because I don't think it's that much work. It's just like loading a barbell. I could care less, totally fine. No problem doing that, which is why I bought it. Cause I'm like, it's saving hundreds and hundreds of dollars and I don't mind just loading the machine. The problem is, is that the tension on the cable with this machine is not good at light weights. So it works great for me doing things like lat pull downs or seated cable rows um, or doing, oh goodness, I've got all kinds of things happening on my phone here. I'm gonna turn that off. Uh, it works great for those heavier moves. What I can't use it for that I'm not happy about are light moves like lateral raises or, um, tricep variations like crossbody tricep raises or tricep press downs even sometimes it depends anything that gets on the lighter side i can't use it for that and i'm not happy about it um because either to get the amount of tension i need on the cable i need to put a certain amount of weight on that and the exercise is just not appropriate for me to have a heavier weight so I would suggest if you're going to invest in a cable machine to spend the extra money, I want to say it was another five or six. They're not cheap, these cable machines. Mine was right around $500. And to get the kind that actually has the stack of weights on it was at least a thousand. And I thought this was a great way to save money. It was not. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, I will eventually someday replace mine and get the kind with the cable with the stack. Okay, so those are the 
items I would add to get your fully loaded, tricked out home gym. That's what I have. All the things I've mentioned here, I have in my own in my own home gym. So I really do, with the exception of having um, a leg press, leg curl, those kinds of things. I feel like I just, I have it all. I have it all. All right. So let's talk about just one more thing. And that is, as you are gathering all of these supplies, you know, you might need some time to one, find them, especially if you're going to do things like shop secondhand. Two, maybe you need some time to like save up the money to get these pieces of equipment together. I realize like we're in a tough economy here. And even when we're not, this is not necessarily inexpensive stuff. It's an investment. I do think it's an investment that will pay off big time for you in terms of your health, um, in terms of your um, physical results that you can get. If you want to work out at home, getting this equipment is going to pay off for you, but it can take some time. So in the interim, let's talk about how to work with what you have. How do you make lightweight more challenging until you get the heavier weight? I'm not giving you this section to say, do this instead of getting the heavier weight. What I'm saying is in the interim, you can use these. And I use these things, even these techniques, even for people who have enough weight, but they are perfect techniques for people who don't have enough weight. So four techniques you can use to make lighter weight more challenging. Number one is adding a pause. If you have never added like a five second pause to a goblet squat, go try it. Like put this on pause and try it. Okay, do a goblet squat just without a pause and then do one and add a five second pause at the bottom. Holy Hannah, you can even just add a two second pause, two, three, four, five second pause. It's a game changer. It makes it significantly harder. Okay, so add a pause. It could be a two second, a three, a four, a five second pause. Second option to make a lightweight more challenging, add an extra rep or half rep. Well, not an extra rep, that would just be doing more reps. Add an extra half or quarter rep is what I meant to say. So let's think about a dumbbell row. To do one rep of a dumbbell row, you start with your arm fully extended. You bend your arm until the back of your arm, bend your arm, you bend your elbow to the back of your arm. It's just about parallel with your body, okay? That would be half of a rep, right? Then you're gonna come part way down. When you get about halfway to the bottom of the full rep, you come back up. Okay, that's another half rep. And then we come all the way down to the bottom. Okay, so all the way up, halfway down, all the way up, all the way down. That's adding a half rep. You can also do one and a quarter rep. So that's not coming, coming quite halfway down. You can do these with all kinds of exercises. You can do the half rep, quarter rep with hip thrusts, Romanian deadlifts, goblet squats, push-ups. you name it. You can add an extra half or quarter of a rep to it. Okay. And so can you see how that would make a weight feel heavier because you're doing, there's more time under tension. There's more time with the exercise. All right. Next up, third option to make lightweight more challenging is to add what's called constant tension. I want you to think about a piston, how it just keeps moving. There's no stopping. There's no stopping at the top or the bottom. So, um, Think about um, think about doing a goblet squat. Just an easy one to talk about. Think about doing a squat. You descend into the squat. You get to the bottom, and instead of hanging out for a, a bit of a pause there at the bottom, you immediately come back up to the top. Just as you're about to fully lock out your hips and your knees, instead of doing that, you reverse the motion and come back down. 
And so you keep working that middle range. So it's down and up, down and up without that pause at the top and the bottom that is so often there. All the way to the bottom, up to the top, right before you lock out, turn back around. That's constant tension. And again, you can do that with any exercise. Think about doing that with a row. Think about doing it with a hip thrust, any exercise you can think of, constant tension. And then the last technique you'd use to make white light, lightweight more challenging would be what is called a slow eccentric. The eccentric is the muscle lengthening portion of an exercise. For a lot of exercises, this is the lowering portion, but not all of them. If you're thinking about like a deadlift or uh, a pushup or a squat, those, the lowering portion, that is the eccentric. Okay, it's the muscle lengthening portion. For something like a lat pull down, the eccentric is actually the up portion. That's the muscle lengthening portion, okay? If you make this eccentric, this muscle lengthening portion in an exercise slower, it is so much harder. So if you can think about doing a push-up and going down at a pace of like three, three counts instead of just going down, can you see how much harder that would be? Then you push back up to the top uh, at it, the usual pace, and then you go right back down for three seconds. So going down for three seconds is harder than just going down for one second. So that is called a slow eccentric, an incredible way to make light weight heavier. Okay, so those are four ways to make light weight more challenging in the interim while you're building up your home gym. If this all feels like a really daunting process to you, the other option is to just join a really inexpensive gym. A lot of people poo-poo places like Planet Fitness. I think they're fantastic. I think they're fantastic. If there is one near you and you're like, well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe don't eat the, the pizza and bagels and donuts they put out. It's a, that's a really weird thing uh, about those that place. But as far as the equipment, they have fantastic equipment. I've had so many group members, clients who have utilized their spaces, uh, their facilities. They have so much equipment. They definitely have all the dumbbells you're going to need. They have all kinds of machines that are useful. Um, fantastic option as well. But if you want to make your home where you're going to work out, getting the proper equipment is going to be key. You can absolutely make that work. So I hope this has helped for you to one, think through the pros and cons of working out at home. Maybe you thought that's what you wanted to do. And now you're thinking like, wait a minute, like it is gonna be really distracting for me to have my home and my kids there. I do wanna just go ahead and join a gym. Or maybe you're like, okay, this gives me the confidence to know exactly what I need to get so that I can start utilizing my home in an effective way to do my workouts. In either case, I hope it has helped. And I will catch you back here next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.